to my Disparate Distractions podcast. Today I'm talking to Amanda Gay. She works in Tamora and she activates unusual spaces. Sounds weird, but when you listen to what she does, sounds fantastic. Amanda Gay works for the council, as I said, as an arts officer. She's also in a very accomplished milliner where she makes bespoke hats for people. And Amanda and I share a space. She's activated a new unusual space in Tamora next to the Royal Hotel where we have worked together. I paint in the shop. She makes hats and we call it the Milner and the Maker. Here's a clip from last year when I first met Amanda Gay talking about activating unusual spaces. This is going to go on in 2020, so keep your ears on what's happening at Tomorrow Council. I'm sitting in a subterranean room that is, resembles the basement in Sydney, if any of you have been there. Cobblestone floors, you know, the big wooden pillars, uh, names etched into pillars. There's lighting all around the room and it's used for community events. And with me today is Amanda Gay. Hi, Amanda. Hello, Yanni. How are you? Good, thank you. What, what do you do in council? I'm Community Arts, Culture and Events at Tamora Shire Council, so small councils cover lots of different areas. So I love the, the idea of us sitting under the footpath in Hoskins Street in Tamora and everyone's just plonking away up there and, and we could be just putting on any concert you can imagine under here. Oh, it, it's an absolutely beautiful space and uh, people who attended the last uh, concert, which was Michael Fix and Christine Collister, said that they felt like they were in New York or London in some trendy bar because so, it's absolutely beautiful space. And, and that's part of um, what I do at Council now. I, I do a program called Activating Unusual Spaces and I find unusual spaces that aren't being used and hold a concert or an event in it and get people to come and have a look at the space. So this took a lot of cleaning to get it where it is now, but, um, you know, it was just empty sitting down here with nothing. It's the most beautiful space. So who does the cleaning? All the volunteers or something? <laughs> yes, I have um, some wonderful volunteers who, who came in and helped. We worked for two weeks. Along with the um, people who manage the building, they also took out a couple of petition walls and, and um, we took bags and bags and bags of dirt from many years on the floor, but it's a really beautiful space. Uh, we did another program earlier at Moonbucker Station Woolshed with um, Mike McClellan, and that was another amazing space, and it had no electricity, so that was another challenge. So how did you manage that? Transform, um, machines that make power or what? First I got a big generator in, and um, it was actually an oversight. I'd heard about this amazing woolshed that... Um, belonged to John and Nola Drum and I approached them to see if they'd let us put a concert on in there and, and he said ordinarily no but as it happens I'm retiring and going to town so yes and uh, I jumped at it and thought wow this would be great and then went out there and found out there was no electricity <laughs> but it was an amazing um, shed in itself it was a, a world leader in shed, shed innovation it was built in 18... 
um, 82 for the cost of five and a half thousand pounds which would have bought you an amazing building in Pitt Street mm. and um, it led the world in um, shed design and it's absolutely huge and the most magnificent building and we had um, shed pervs from all over the country come and attend the concert so shed pervs I love that <laughs> yes including my father and his brother and um, we had people from Burrawa, the central coast, Victoria, um, they, they travelled from everywhere and, you know, half of the people came to see the concert and the other half came to see the shed but got the enjoyment of um, discovering Mark McClellan who was a really consummate entertainer, uh, as good a storyteller as he is a songwriter. So, um, And Mike's coming back again next year and we're doing the same thing at Moonbucka and this time we're having... Um, we're having your ABC presenter, Macca, looks like he's coming. And we're going to have... Um, Macca on a Sunday morning. Yes. Macca's going to come down and have a look. And we're going to have Vanna's come in and stay there as well. And I'll have to get a bigger generator. <laughs> looks like it. So the proceeds of the uh, concert, what happens with that? Uh, they go to the artist. <laughs> we, we don't make money. Council doesn't make money out of its events. It provides unusual and interesting uh, cultural events for the community and w um, the artists are the p people who are paid. Well, so it's a community thing. It's, uh, not, a f it's not a money-making thing. That's, that's great. And uh, so you mentioned before it was sold out, but there's a kind of a limit on it? Yes, there's only, uh, there's only 87 seats in this, this building because of... Um, you know, fire risk and things like that. We don't fill it up, mm. and um, I have I have fire uh, fire attendees come here on the evening just to make sure everything's right. We have special fire escapes and things. Do we get a lecture like you know when you get on an aeroplane, <laughs> yeah. you exit stage left or something? You get one of those at every single one of my events. I have to do the housekeeping and have us uh, evacuation points, assembly points, mm. toilets. Yes, that's part of. Um, modern life no longer can you just turn up at something <laughs> so it's um it's at the locals advantage to get in touch now isn't it but well uh, tickets went on sale the other day and we've sold quite a few already just uh, returning people people who enjoyed the concert so much last mm. time so it, it's nice to be able to enjoy uh you know a wonderful performer in a really interesting space and you know reading some of these names carved on the wall. I, I yes, tell me about the, the names carved on the walls. It's fantastic. These were people who worked in the John Marr building and some of them worked here as, you know, 10 and 12-year-olds yeah. down in the basement loading and um, a, a, this was where a lot of the loading and, and packing and production went on down here. Yeah. And there's a lovely story that, um, of a chap called Michael Duffy down on the end and, and yeah. dear Michael has passed from this world he, he died of asbestosis cancer very young and his um, son and wife came into the concert and found his name carved on the wall so they were how beautiful yes and, that, and I had a lady come from Colcan uh, she worked here as a very young girl there was um, other people from up in the mountains, people who'd worked in the John Marr building or their parents mm. had worked here and they came back just to see what it was like. So even residents who have lived there, here their whole life and saw the John Marr building that has street frontage would never have come down into the basement. So No, it's fantastic. And this is only half of the building. On the other half 
behind that wall over there is mm. another half and the original staircase that went up to the but it goes to nowhere but a mm. a, a blank roof so it'd make a great artist subterranean venue a lovely printmaking studio, wine <laughs> bar, you know, oh, yes, yeah. I've thought about all the things that would make a lovely, <laughs> but yeah, at the moment, if if I can keep holding interesting concerts, I, mm. I'd like, there's a decommissioned bridge at the um, Mirandrill Road, I'd like to hold a concert on the decommissioned bridge next, but just the idea of finding unusual spaces, and mm. activating them, drags another crowd out so like at Moonbucker I had 350 people I think if we had have held it in the town in the hall I only have the ability to have um, 81 people in the mm. theatre but people then bring their partners and mm. other people want to come along and have a look at the building and they get a little subtle culture thrown in as mm. well. And what I like is it's all about investing in the community it's fantastic it is and there's there's all these wonderful stories the the backstories to to the buildings and the places and the areas uh moonbuck had brought out so many backstories of people whose fathers had worked in the sheds or they'd been there as mm. young children and um and particularly moonbucker everything was in place the original wool press mm. from the 1800s and all the tins and oil jars and absolutely everything was original so it was it's it's credit to the drums for not coming in you know they have the electric wool press there yeah. but they kept the original manu manual press which is yeah. just uh just a, it's a piece of art on its own and all the original bins with all the you know all the pieces and fleeces and triple a's and see there's so much more to this region than than just farming there's the creative aspects and uh these spaces sound just totally amazing i can't wait to get to see a few well tomorrow's having a real um surgence of the arts people are um embracing workshops i i deliver lots of different workshops through mm. the year again they're not money makers for council they're delivered through my 355 committee so we find a facilitator and create the workshop we provide the electronic tickets, the space, the advertising, and we don't make money out of the workshop. So then they're affordable. Mm. Um, we've just had Japanese cooking. I've got uh, two authentic Japanese girls, who are, uh, Japanese cooks who are residents in Tamora, and our sister city is um, Azunazaki in Japan. So they delivered a Japanese cooking course. It, it was fifty dollars. All the mm. um, all the ingredients were supplied. They made um, miso soup, rice balls, nori rolls, teriyaki chicken, and the most amazing um, matcha uh, sponge. And it was You're making me hungry. Oh, it, I have n never tasted miso soup like this. It was incredible. Mm. It was made with smoked tuna flakes, which I think is what made it so really authentic mm. because I've tried a few and yeah. they're okay. okay. But this was, yeah, incredible. So, And they're now going to um, cook an authentic Japanese meal for our councillors. So mm. we have um, a number of people lined up to do the course again. We've had archery bow making, we've had cheese making, we've had shaker stool making, bonsai, anything that I can find in the cultural. What field. about ukulele? 
Yes, we've got a ukulele workshop coming up and um, yeah, and we've got really interesting workshops coming up next year. So so what's the likelihood of getting the concert on the bridge? That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, yeah. Well, it's just a matter of my volunteers chipping in and, um, and helping me make it happen. So mm. uh, finding I'd love to you know, have some sort of soprano or someone who doesn't need any amplification, opera on the bridge or, or songs from, you know, I'd love uh, Peter Pianella or Roger Howell to mm. pop up for the weekend and um, mm. they're old friends of mine so I might be able to twist their arm. But, yeah, just something on the bridge and, and bus everyone out mm. and enjoy that and pray that it doesn't rain. <laughs> so you're in the hands of the gods. Well, thank you, Amanda Gay. This has been fantastic. And uh, I hope to uh, get along to a whole bunch of these things. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to seeing you come over to tomorrow on a regular basis. And now that I've um, locked you in to uh, judging our art show, we'll see you on uh, more cultural um, avenues. Well, thanks, Amanda. It's been great.